And we're back. All right, chapter 10. Aerodynamic drag modeling for ballistics. And this is chapter 10 of um, Modern Advancements in Long Range Shooting, Volume 2. Yeah, um, it might kind of, you know, if people have been uh, following along and maybe they've already listened to uh, the previous book, you know, Volume 1 that we did prior to recording these, um, this might sound familiar, but uh, we go in, we, we approach aerodynamic drag modeling differently in this chapter than we did from the previous book. As in, we're like we're talking more about like what it actually is, versus, um, how do I say? This it? is a more fundamental treatment. It, of yeah, it. exactly. Like it gets to the roots to help those who you know when we're talking BCs and custom drag models stuff like that, um, who may still not like really grasp what it is we're talking about and like why one's different than the other. This we like look at the kind of the baseline, like the base level. Um, what is drag? And then that should help you understand, you know, the differences between a BC and a CDM and all that fun stuff. Right. Like these, the drag plots that we like to show all the time, like see how different G1 is from G7. And like you, you don't really have to know anything fundamental. You can just look at those two shapes and say, oh yeah, those two are very different. Why would you ever represent something like this with that? Yep. But that's really all, that's where it leaves off. Um, and it's effective for that. But like you said, this I, I'm looking forward to this one because I think a lot of light bulbs are going to go on about the way you know. Oh, that's what that picture means. Yeah, that's what that's why it spiked at Mach one and then goes down after that. Yeah, like, yeah, we're gonna kind of put all the puzzle pieces together step by step, and it'll it should make sense. Yeah, yeah. The chapter opens with aerodynamic drag 101 and try to build it in components. So that anybody that's ever stuck their head out of a moving car window and felt the force of aerodynamic drag on their face yep. can understand, like, and be able to explain that, like, as aerospace engineers understand it. Yes. And it's it's not as hard. Don't let that scare you. This is not as difficult as, as it might sound. Um, we just build it one piece at a time. Sounds good. All right. So the physics of aerodynamic drag... Uh, so yeah, we start with these curves, the G1 and G7. If you're following along in the book, we're on page 218, and it's showing the picture that you've seen anywhere on the internet when you look at G1 and G7. It's showing the projectile shapes, and then the shapes of the drag curves. Um, the drag curve is a Mach CD curve. It's the drag coefficient uh, and how it changes with Mach number. And that shape is very different for different style projectiles. Uh, with the G1 style, the shape is is not only the shape is not only different, but also the magnitude. Like there's way more drag, especially at high supersonic speeds, on a G1 shape than there is a G7. And so to look at this, to try to pull some things out of this that, that we don't normally dwell on, um, if you look at the difference in drag, let's say at Mach 0.5, okay, there's a, there's a small amount of drag where G7 is lower drag than G1, um, and well, at subsonic speed, you're not forming any compression waves. You're mm -hmm. not doing a lot of the hard work of moving tremendously fast through the air. Yep. But if you look over at the supersonic side of the plot, Mach 3, Mach 4, Mach 5, now the G1 shape is many times, it's like four times more drag than the G7 shape because of how much more efficiently that G7 shape compresses the air into a shock wave like it has to do at supersonic speeds. Yeah, it's really all about energy transfer and energy loss, right? Mm -hmm. And so 
when you know a bullet starts flying through the air, it's quite literally bleeding off energy into the air in the form of moving the air out of the way. Mm-hmm. That's what drag is. Right. So we're we touch on this uh, drag profile, drag model to begin with because that's kind of the part that everybody has seen, and we're going to make sense of it. Like what? It, just looking at this chart. It looks like the drag is higher at Mach 1 than it is at Mach 3 or 4. And that's got to cause some head scratching, right? That can't be true. And it's not. Uh, But it's just one piece. It's one. If you're hearing this recording, it's because you're listening to a free sample of a podcast from the Science of Accuracy Academy. In order to hear the full version of this podcast and many others, go to the Science of Accuracy Academy website and subscribe.